I can start the show off any way I want to. Talk about whatever I want. I can talk about noun laters, mystery mix and rainbow, best flavors, then tropical punch. I can talk about uh, people that still got AOL email addresses. I can scream like Puffy over tracks in the 90s. I can talk about how it just so happens that Michelle looks like Scrappy-Doo in Destiny's Child. 2012, uh, uh, Strawberry Frosted Pop-Tarts. And how you can't get the big family box because you get less frosting on the big family box. You gotta get the small ones. Look, I just picked you up. Um, I could talk about Optimus Prime and he transforms and the trailer goes away. Where does the trailer go? It's my show. I can do whatever I want to. Today's topic, though, well, is um, <laughs> did Mary J. Blige kill r and I'm gonna have uh, 12 Kyle from the 12 radio show. He's gonna come through. And um, he's a big Mary fan, so he's gonna be offended by the things I have to say. Serves him right. Um, other than that, uh, we're gonna talk about Mary J. Blige, R&B, and a bunch of other more shit. So, it's episode one. Let's get it. Now this goes down to my people's representing me, a smooth operator operating correctly. Now this goes down to my people's representing me, collecting relaxation. Now this goes down to my people's representing Rock grooves and make moves with all the mommy. E. You conceited bastard. Who rock grooves and make moves with all the mommy. Allow to introduce myself. You want the man. Who rock grooves and make moves with all the mommy. You said I'm not the E. You want to make it burn. Most critically acclaimed Pulitzer Prize winner, best storyteller, thug narrator. I went, I step up in the place, they know I step correct. Girls, rub on your titty. Y'all got that knot shit that make you break your neck. E. Look good, but fuck ugly. My attitude is all fucked up and real shit. I got you stuck off the realness. We be the infamous. So you can understand E The dopest, flyest, OG pimp, hustler, gangster player Hardcore motherfucker living today To be honest, I am totally and completely on his dick Did Mary J. Blige kill R&B? Of course she killed R&B Well, she had a hand in it with the uh, with Puff Puff was the accomplice The uh, 411 album basically killed R&B Gave it the slow death, that and soul music, yo. When I was uh, when I was little, we had the, the the music genres in the urban market. We had soul and R&B and pop and jazz and funk. We even had hip hop. Um, it wasn't much rap back then, but you know, you had your choice of music that you could listen to or enjoy. And you know, after the 411 drop, yo, limit. The choices was gone. You know, you either listen to today's music, which is whatever's on the radio, or you listen to older music. The shit there is not on the radio. I mean, you can find a, a, a older station somewhere, but they're gonna play. You know, baby got back five times. 
that album. Um, Puff and Mary, they changed music forever with that album. You know, as soon as Top Billing was under the Real Love track, you know, that was it. And people just jumped on it and said, we're gonna do that. So after that, everybody had a hip hop track or a rapper on their on their music, and you know, it was the same. You know, um, back then, like before that joint, you had like five songs with a rapper and an R&B artist. <laughs> that was like it. Yeah, uh, Big Daddy Kane and Patti LaBelle did their song. Uh, Jody Watley and uh, Rakim did their song, and what was it Midnight Star? Atlantic Star, Midnight Star, and Ecstasy from Houdini. Don't rock that boat joint. Uh, Google the video. Um, but nobody was clamoring for rappers on every R&B song, or you know, uh, R&B song with rap rappers on it, a hip hop track, because there was a certain thing as that's an R&B, that's R&B music, and this is hip hop music, which is basically James Brown tracks. But, you know, you could tell the difference, so we were good. Um, and then you had your different genres. And Mary J. Blige even rapped on her album, which was dope. You know, the 411 with her and, and Grand Pooba, incredible. Especially the uh, TV Raps performance, that was dope. But that was the beginning of the end. You know, she even made a, a remix album, the 411 remix album. More shit, so it comes big in. Craig Mack and Keith Murray. Listen, I loved it. It's just, you know, it effectively killed any kind of momentum or any kind of R&B or soul music that was about to happen after that, you know? You wasn't waiting for an Aretha album in 93, 94. We wasn't, we wasn't uh, waiting for the, the Peebo Bryson jump off, you know, or the, the Kashif, <laughs> you know? It was so bad in the 90s, yo that they had to make, they had to invent Neo Soul. You know, and that means new soul because the old soul music didn't exist anymore. It was a rap on that. So then the artist that they called Neo Soul was offended. Like, we're not new, you know, but the thing is your girl already killed the, the genre. So we got to reintroduce you, you know, the people that actually wanted to sing, you know, and make a ballad without an MOP beat under it, you know, had to, they had to find a lane somewhere, and it was dope, you know. Uh, Badu came out, D'Angelo came out, and, and Angie Stone, and everybody was it was hot for a little bit, but then you know, people stopped feeling that too. Um, you know, shit like that happens. Um, now, you still got artists that make good music, or still make RB music, or still make soul music, but you gotta go find it, you gotta go search for it, you know, because it's not being offered and promote it like it used to, you know, you would just turn to your R&B station, boom, and there's R&B, if you wanted to listen to, you know, rap, you know, you had to go to your urban station, and every now and then they'll throw some rap on there, but it's really R&B and soul music, but now, you know, just about anywhere you turn, you're going to hear the same people, the same people going to be on every station, you might have a couple of stations that'll play a little more Kelly Clarkson than uh, Rihanna, but, you know, they're the same shit. And then if you're gonna play Rihanna, you might as well play Drake. And if you're gonna play Drake, you might as well play Lil Wayne. So it's it's all together, you know. And Mary, Mary changed that shit. And she's not slick either. So she threw out 411, you know, stuck the knife in the army. 
then she made the uh, 411 remix, turned the knife, you know, and gutted the whole joint. And then, so R&B and Soul was on the on the death on the death uh, stone. And then uh, she released a, a R&B album and a Soul album. Yeah, uh, my life and share my world were both R&B and Soul albums, but it was too late. You know, she already, you know, she did it. The damage was done. It's like some stabbing somebody and showing them your teddy balls. I'm a look though, but I'm already stabbed. This was a wrap on me. Um, now I know she made the uh, My Life 2 and I'm not even, I'm not itching to listen to it because I already know it's going to be awful. The new trend these days is to take your best album and then 10 years later make a sequel, you know, make a part two and then just effectively ruin every good memory you had of the original and I'm pretty sure that's what's happening. I mean I heard that she got mad features on her um, on the joint and everybody knows you can't have a classic album with more than one feature all the classic joints either have nobody on them or maybe one person now, i don't know if i don't know if two has ever happened maybe two but it would, you would have to cap it at two so if you don't you know for some reason back in the days artists wanted to do things themselves or maybe they had an ego or maybe they just wanted to prove something where you know I fought this long to get on, so it's just gonna be me, you know. But now, if you want to sell, you gotta have, you know. It's like, oh, they got an album. Who all, who on it? No one, no one ever said that back in the days. But and it's good that you know, 411 came out before, oh well, after the um, regular classics, like the classic R&B and soul and funk songs. Because if they would have tried to make them after the 411, it would have had to be mad features, you know. Hello, Cool J made I Need Love, great song. If you try to make that now, somebody is singing on the hook. So, Isley Brothers made Between the Sheets. If they try to make it now, some little somebody, a young, hot somebody, is probably going to have to rap on the hook. You know, so my case is, you know, if kill is such a harsh word, she changed the genre turned it into something else. They call it the, uh, the queen of hip-hop soul, so maybe that's what this is, is hip-hop soul or pop soul or South Pole, something, you know? And not to mention she murdered the English language. So, you know, hateration and holleration and mother dancery. So the thing is, the other markets and genres, they don't evolve or change, you know? so. A new one to pop up, but for the most part, the genres has been the same forever. You know, rock is still rock. They got acid rock and metal rock and passion rock and mullet rock, but rock is rock. Country is country. You know, you got uh, urban country, I guess. You got bluegrass and, and tall grass and crabgrass and grab ass, but it's all country. If you go to a rock station, you listen to rock, you can tell it's a rock station. You go to a country station, they're playing country, you can tell it's a country station. You go to something urban, I mean, that's what it is. It's not an R&B station or a soul station, it's it's this. The only other thing you get is Motown. So that's the only other thing that's left alone. But any urban station, you're gonna hear the same music, same artist, no matter where. I don't know, I could be wrong, I'm not, but you can argue, well, she just made a new genre then. You know, this is the hip-hop soul uh, singing 
genre and everybody's just doing that which is fine that just means that r&b is dead and i'm right you can say that no this is r&b and it's just different r&b which then i'm still right because r&b is dead but look that's my take i'm gonna take a break on the other uh on the other side we're gonna have my man 12 cow from my 12 radio Wednesday nights, 9 o'clock Eastern on Blog Talk Radio. You know, every now and then I'm co-hosting. So that's when you should listen. You can listen all the time. It's okay. Because my show's not live yet. But when I go live, we're going head to head and take me out. But um, he'll no doubt oppose my views and be wrong. But, you know, we'll listen to him anyway. So uh, stick around or keep listening or hit the next button. Do something. But we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Eclectic Discussion Podcast. I'm Eclectic, of course. Um, I'd like to welcome a very special guest here. A guy that I talk hip-hop, sports, and a bunch of other more shit with on the daily. <laughs> you know, He allows me to co-host his uh, hip-hop and back-in-the-day show on uh, 12 Radio. He's a Falcon fan. He's a, he's a multi-platinum father. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He's a Jay Z liker. <laughs> he's here. To, he's here on the show, so there's no one left to watch the throne. It's uh, Twelve Kyle. What's up? What's up, what's man? Still, what's still, baby? What's poppin'? What's poppin'? I like that intro, man. I might need to. Um, I might need to use that for my show. <laughs> no, 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 we, what's we, good? Yo, man, just 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 trying to you know make it happen here on the uh, on the solo on the solo Bobby Brown. Uh, podcast here. Uh, I had to take my talents uh, to my own my own wares. So I appreciate you uh, coming on. Uh, I give you I give you multiple props for being the first person to put me on a podcast. Uh, I'm still not sure anybody actually wants to listen to me, but we'll 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 see we'll see, we'll see what goes on. Now we're here to discuss a very riveting and and hard hitting. Uh, uh, Albeit controversial topic here. Um, granted, it's my position that uh, Mary J. Blige 
ruined, killed, murdered, murked, won R&B with her uh, release of What's the 411. But, you know, that's just how I feel. You know my theory. Mm -hmm. What do you think? What Where do you stand on this? Well, I mean, you know, it, it goes without saying. It's not often that we, as much as we talk, uh, it's not often we do, that we agree. So, obviously, tonight we will uh, disagree. Keep it going. We will continue to disagree. Keep the tradition <laughs> going. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I don't think I don't think that uh, I don't think that, that what's the four one one killed R and B. I think um, at the time that it was released, you have to kind of look at the landscape of where music was, uh, where R and B was, and where hip hop was. And that year that it was um, released, you know, it was a lot of transitioning uh, as far as hip hop was concerned. And I think. You know, we were, and you and I talked about, you know, as far as what we, what our, what was our definition of the golden era of hip hop, and you know, we started to see the transitioning from the the Arabian Rakims and the Uchi raps uh, to a little bit more grittier and grimier hip hop, and what's the 411 kind of coincided with that transition, uh, and, and you have to. Be it right or wrong, whether or not you like him or not, you have to you have to give Puffy credit for uh, his vision for what's the form of one as far as bringing Mary J. Blige uh, to the forefront. Um, much like you, I, I'd only heard Mary J. Blige on, on background vocals. on the Father MC uh, joint on the, on the Father MC joint. So, yeah. um, you know, and I just remember. I remember the album cover and, and you know, it was just, you know, you could barely see her face and it was, you know, she was kind of a mystery and she just really kind of came out of nowhere. True. And you got to remember that Puffy really in, did a good job of infusing the the hip hop as well as the R&B sound or, or kind of cultivating the sound of, of its own, really. And... Um, I think it was really kind of like a sign of the times as far as where... So that's why I would never blame Mary J for the death of R&B. I think R&B was moving in a different direction. I think hip-hop had started moving into a different direction. And what you have is just kind of like the synergies for both. And that's why you came... That's why they were able to come up with such a, a great album, first and foremost. Because I think it's a great album. Oh, it's, a, it's an outstanding um, album. But um, I think what happened after that was... Um, you know, what you have a lot of times with, with record labels. It's like, okay, you know, she came out of nowhere, literally, and the success that they had, and then now it's like, okay, record labels are going telling their artists, okay, well, can you do what Mary J. Blige did? You know, can you do what, can can you create the puffy sound? You know, and then, and, and keep, keep in mind, this was before Bad Boy really took off as a label. You know, this was before Biggie, this was before Mace, before you know Puffy himself as an artist, so um, you know if I and if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong. Puffy might have still been with Uptown. So well, well, all right. So you're right. You're right. You're right on all accounts. It was it was before all of that because even Mary J was on the uh, Dolly My Baby when mm -hmm. he just hit the uh, Bad Boy with with um, we're big and big and Craig Mack were on the Real Love remix. So it was kind of in that transition, but. Right. But I feel what you're saying, but still, it wasn't. What's the 411 and how Mary did it in post-production? Wasn't that more or less an extension of New Jack Swing, though? Uh, it was to a degree. Because I remember them calling it like New Jill Swing because it was a female. Right. It, it was to a degree. I, I mean, it, 
wasn't you know but and, and it was it was to a, for lack of better terms it was puffy's vision on taking something because at that time like you said late we're talking late 80s early 90s you know the new jack swing was really really big teddy raleigh and, and, and guy and he, he had artists and, and he, he was producing artists you know guys people we never heard of like redhead kingpin right. <laughs> yeah but he, he, he still had a uh, uh, kashif and uh, yeah, bobby okay. brown he still, he still had his artists but i mean like like it was a situation where at that particular time you could you could listen to somebody you'd be like oh teddy produced that you yeah. know what i'm saying like it was, you, heard yeah, my you heard my prerogative we knew that was a teddy riley song you know what i'm saying but and so you know, to, to, and, and puffy and i'm not a big fan of puffy but i mean you got to give puffy credit he kind of took that and he twisted the sound a little bit and it it, it, it just like you said it, it was new jack swing and then it went to the jill thing and and now it's the uh what what she's the uh, queen of hip-hop soul hip-hop soul exactly so okay okay so with that this is so i ask as the r&b well before i even ask you this question the thing was when 411 dropped like the year before that, you had traditional R&B. Um, I said earlier in the show, the difference be, um, pre 411 and post 411 right. is you had genres. So you had R&B, you had pop, you had soul, you had funk, and it seems as though, they, of course, it's my opinion, which is always right. Um, <laughs> it seems as though after that lost all those genres it's like um, after 411 drop like before 411 drop aretha franklin would throw out an album she'd hit you with the who's zooming who or some shit mm-hmm. and then after that wasn't nobody trying to hear it. i mean they weren't even making them like that you know it's like the um the genres were gone and it was just this mixture of singing and rap it was either singing it was either a singer with a rapper on it, a rapper with a singer on it, or it was a singer with a, a hip-hop beat under it. It was, um, and it wasn't even like it was a hip-hop sounding beat. It was literally the instrumental from somebody else's, you know, song that just made it. It was like, okay, I know how stepping, so I'm just gonna sing over it. I mean, I give Pop credit. He he really invented the remix. He did a whole 411 remix album. So, I mean, he gets props for that. My, my, my point was, after the 411, it just seemed like the genres, the music, just kind of went away or meshed together. There was no more funk bands or groups or songs, you know, or it was all, you know, this urban thing. <laughs> well, you know what, I, and, and, and I, will, I will agree uh, with you on that point because, and, and now I will stop short of saying that she single-handedly killed it on this album. <laughs> single-handedly killed it. Well, yeah. But I mean, I got, I got, I got to do that to boost ratings. I got to get people. Oh, of course, of course, of course. I, I, I get that point. Um, but, I, but I will agree because what happens is, like you said, it, it's, you know, the music industry, like everything else, is copycat, and you go by what is um, successful and what's hitting. And at that particular time, like I said, you know, when you go from New Jack Swing and then Puffy comes with this album and Mary has this, you know, and and, and, and Mary personified not only, and, and see, that was the thing that really also made it pop, too, was, you know, not only did she have this sound, but she personified it. I mean, you watch the videos mm-hmm. and, 
she was this B girl. You know what I'm saying? She was in the she was in the, the oversized jersey. She had a little fitted caps on. She had the backup dancers. They had the weaves and they were dancing right, and, right. and it was just it was real fly. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't pleasure principle. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Where, hey, you know, hey! Shout out to the Joe slander on this podcast. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't that. It wasn't Whitney. You know, it wasn't that type of style. So it was something totally different. So. Not only did she have it with the uh, with the, the sound, but there was also a look that came with it too. Yeah. And like I said, like I said before, you know, at that particular time, they were ushering in a, a different look in hip hop because we were slowly transitioning from the uh, African medallions to the hoodies and Tims. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was um, it, it all kind of meshed together. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I think that was. So I, I will agree with that point. You know, it, it did kind of push that stuff away because what happened was, like you said, funk, um, traditional R&B songs about love and you know, um, love making or whatever like mm-hmm. that. It, it kind of, you know, it, it kind of got pushed to the back burner. And yeah. and and what's the four one one was kind of like something that ushered in where it was kind of to a degree in your face, if you will. Yeah, because if you think about it. After what's the four one one? What's the four one one and Forever My Lady? Those yeah. two albums. After that, everything since then up until now is made reflecting those. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. and my beef, my beef was really before that when we had the new Jack Swing and we, you still had your traditional R and B, you still had funk, and you would listen like you said, you were listening like, oh, that's a new Jack Swing song. And the, and the cool thing about that was you would have an R&B artist do a new Jake Swing song and it would just be like, okay, they're doing that genre. Or a rapper would do it like, oh, they're doing that genre. Like Bobby Brown would make right. Rock With You, which is a regular R&B soul song. And then they'll do mm-hmm. My Prerogative be like, oh yeah, that's a new Jake Swing joint. But right. it was like after that, it was just, you're just doing this new mesh hip hop soul thing. That's, that's it. That's all you're doing. So the, um, I say earlier in the show, the traditional because, alright, here's the thing. Remember when she first came out, people was like, she can't sing. Mm-hmm. And now, all of a sudden, she's like one of our uh, national treasures. But when she first came out, people <laughs> were shitting on her like she uh, sounded like Rihanna at the throat chop. But She struggled. She struggled. I mean, you know what it was? With, and, and that was another thing, too, that, that people really didn't understand was that Mary sounded at that particular time. And, and obviously, we learn now, you know, she was really battling some demons as far as alcohol and, and things of that nature. When she made her best music. When it, yeah, right. And, I want to give her a fifth so she can make some good shit again. And you know what? You know what's you know funny, man? Because, and I, I've said this before, uh, My Life is one of my favorite albums of all time. And she said that was the darkest period of her life. Mm-hmm. You know, so that says a lot when you write an album that dope, but you're going through your own personal hell. You know, for me, it was just a dope-ass album. You know right. what I'm saying? Um, but I think what happens is is that, you know, that was also something that came to the forefront, too, was that uh, Puffy was able to bring all of that stuff out of her in the studio. But when it came time for her to sing live, you know, yeah. like, you know, hold up, where, where's, where's the, you know, where's the octaves that you were hitting in the studio, you know, and it, it and that you know, really started a trend as far as people not really, you know, really not having being able to have to sing like the traditional singers that came mm-hmm. right as opposed to 
you know, just being in the studio and somebody hooking up your voice. And, and that's and that's not to say that she could. I mean, I think now, you know, now that she's clean or whatever like that, I think Mary sounds a whole lot better than she did before. Now, is um, it because yeah. is it because she's clean, or is it because our ears are just used to Mary's sound now? Um, you know, I, it's I like either she really sound better, or is it like, yeah, that's just how she sounds. That's Mary J. Blige. You know, I think Mary. I think Mary has. As she's gotten older, she's taking a, making a concerted effort to um, work on her voice and work on how she sounds and, and how her stage shows and her presence is. I think that's what she wanted to do as a professional. Um, I'm not sure exactly how old she was when she broke into the game, but, um, you know, she was probably kind of just winging it, you know, oh, yeah, and, I mean... and she was able to belt out sounds uh, when she was you know, uh, making that album that maybe she really couldn't do. Yeah, and and by no means uh, anyone listening, are we saying Mary J. Blige is no good? Well, definitely Kyle's not. But, um, you know, so she's fine as far as that's concerned. But uh, I bring that up because um, I was saying earlier that it got so bad with the, the way the genre changed that they mm-hmm. had to invent in the 90s. They had to invent Neo Soul which was new soul because the people that was like, yo, I can sing and I don't want to have uh, the, the beat to ante up at the, <laughs> under my ballot, you know, I want to mm-hmm. just do some music, you know, Rochelle Pharrell and, 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 and you know, when Badu hit and, and D'Angelo, it's like, yo, we want to just sing. We don't want to dance around and have rappers all over our shit. They had to invent that, the new soul, because the old soul music, the genre was gone. So it was, you know, that that that's that's what happened in the '90s, and it's, mm-hmm. I say it's because of the I guess the copycat nature of the um, thing. It's just before when when something was trending, or it's how we do our hip hop uh, talk. Right. When people back in the day, when people came out, it was like, okay, well that's what they're doing. I'm gonna do my thing. And but then after that, as soon as you know that '93 '94 hit. It was like, what's hot? That's hot? Okay, that's what I'm doing. And, mm-hmm. that's, and I'm doing the same thing. And we're going to use the same producers. We're going to use the same production. We're going to use the same writers. Our, the subject matter is going to be the same. And everything's just going to sound the same. And it's just that copycat fighter switch that got flipped in the 90s just kind of ruined music in general. Because I know we talk about, well, it's hip-hop is dead. And the reason why I wanted to do this show is because a lot of people don't realize R&B is just as dead, if not deader, <laughs> than hip-hop. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a lot. It's definitely not like like it was, and and I think that's you know being the age that we are, I think that's one of the beauties of of <clears throat> excuse me growing old and getting old with the culture is that you know we were able to see that, and then we can you know people always say well you guys are old school and you think like this, but I think part of it is is that we're able to see <clears throat> excuse me what's real, so we don't have a problem with we have a, a huge problem with what is being portrayed now as music, you know, because, yeah. you know, I, I don't know what's on the radio because I don't, I, I would be wasting my time sitting there trying to listen to what's on the radio, who's on the radio, and how they relate to whatever music that they're trying to portray because it's just noise to me. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's the same subject matter and it's the sex and some of the stuff, I just don't understand, like the, um, the, week ago a few weeks ago the grammys kind of just look like i don't i don't understand what's going on 
Um, all this music is, is pretty much the same, you know, even to the point where you can't even tell the difference between a rap star and an R&B star. Like, I don't know what Nicki Minaj and Drake do for a living. I don't know if they're rappers or singers or pop stars. Right. You know, it's just... And the, the, the worst part is, I know that Drake... And Nicki Minaj, now listen to everybody, I'm saying this, I know that if they really wanted to, they could spit. But I don't know if they could. I, I, I heard, I've heard, I've heard Drake, now this is before he got Lil Wayne, and, and Nicki Minaj before um, she got Lil Wayne, they actually could spit, but it's not going to sell. And, you know, and then, you know, the people that do have some kind of lyrical talent or, you know, singing talent, you know, if you want to make some money, you got to you got to succumb to whatever's going on. So it doesn't matter anymore because we're not going to we're not going to buy it. So they got to no, they got to no. do it for the people that is going to buy it. And they got to do some uh, some some whiteness. So with that being said, current R&B, do you do you listen to any current R&B? Oh, no. Um, no, no, not really. I, I, I could probably tell. I could probably count on, on one hand the last um, two or three albums that I've actually bought. And I, and I still, I, I'm, I'm, you know, me, I'm, I'm so old school. I haven't even really bumped up to the iTunes and all that good stuff. <laughs> um, the, <laughs> the last couple of albums I bought, I bought, you know, Jill Scott's last couple of albums, and I bought uh, Marsh Ambrosia's. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, to be honest, I didn't. I didn't even get Mary's last, and I heard Mary's joint is pretty good. But yeah, I was um, gonna ask you I about think, that if you heard that. Um, nah, I, I did. I, I did. I heard it was good, but you know, I well, mean, it's like you know, you, you can't call it my life too. Exactly. Know? I mean, it's like Jay Z, Jay Z doing the Blueprint two and the Blueprint two point one and <laughs> the Blueprint three. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah, Jay, the rise Jay, of the Blueprint. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, what's next? Uh, the blueprint, the original, the original plans, blueprint part four. Yeah, you know, the, the prototype. I mean, it's um, right, and it's, it's like, okay, well, I mean, how many names? You know, just like, how many names can you come up with? But um, to be honest, now nah, I, I, I'm so far removed. I'm very removed from what they call. I, I'm, I can't even call what they call today hip hop. I'm, I'm very far removed from rap. I'm even further removed from R&B. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, uh, Marsha, Jill Scott, um, you know, people that can really, really sing. Yeah. You know, if New Edition dropped, the, if New Edition dropped an album more, I'd buy yeah, that. Yeah, you gotta cop that. Um, uh, if Bobby dropped, you know, you know, yeah. just people that we grew well, up see, listening to, see, that type of thing, but. You're on my my uh, on my hip hop theory. See, my hip hop theory, where it's like, you know, if you didn't come out or make your debut before '95 or something like that, I'm probably not gonna copy joint. So you're almost like that with R&B. You know, it's like, you know, so I'm like that with all music. But the other thing is kind of annoying. Like she made the My Life too, which I also haven't heard. So, um, but the thing is. It's like with Hollywood, they're just gonna remake everything that we grew up on. There's no new ideas, nothing original. On top of that, what I heard, because again, I haven't heard it, I, I'm not running to hear it, but I heard she has like a guest star on just about on almost every other song. And so, you know, right. it's like, 
back in the day, you didn't have any features. You just did your songs, you, you sang, you did your album, and that was it. And now it's well, who else is on? Who else is on the joint? You know, and and that kind of that kind of you can't do my life with, you know, featuring Bruno Mars or some shit. You know, <laughs> don't, don't nobody want to hear that shit. <laughs> you know, and, and that that really speaks volumes as to where music is now because even we started seeing it, especially in hip hop, we started seeing it towards the end of the late end of the the back end of the nineties. You know, after the whole um, East Coast West Coast stuff. You know, when 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 labels started promoting albums, it was more so about who was on the track. You know, it was like, okay, let me. You know, we're gonna promote this. Uh, Red, I don't want you to play, but let's say we're going to promote this Method Man album. And on the album, the album, and, and if you saw an advertisement for the album, it would talk about the features. Featuring, yeah. you know, Method Man, new album featuring, you know, You God, featuring Raekwon, featuring, you know, with tracks produced by Ninth Wonder, produced by RZA, produced by Timbaland, you know, and it was all about, up and, and it just became, it was almost, it was, it was almost like it was all about everybody else instead of being about Method Man or that particular artist in particular. So, mm-hmm. um, and that's and that's really where music has been probably for the last ten, close to fifteen years. Yeah. You know, so I don't I don't want to buy your album because I want to hear other people on it. I want to buy your album because I want to hear you. You know, I, I don't. You know, and 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 it's just and that's one of the things that really when we talk about we talk about it a lot as far as hip hop is. You know, that's one of the great things about growing up in the era that we grew up and listening to the music that we listened to was that it just features those particular artists. You know, you look at, you listen to Illmatic, you know, you don't have, I mean, you had what, Q-Tip on a song. And, 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 that, and that's it. And Q-Tip really and didn't it. even count. He just did a hook. Yeah, he just did a hook, you know. I mean, we talk about the Tribe albums that were dope. And, you know, it's, 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 yeah, it's something and, that's it's something said for being self-contained. Yeah, and, and you and bring I've that up. We knew Tribe was a part of Native Tongues. Native Tongues weren't even on the mm-hmm. album. It was like, yeah, we're right. part of Native Tongues, but Daylight and Jungle Brothers, they're not even on the album. They're not on Midnight Marauder. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. You know, I, I was listening to um I was listening to Betty Dottie today and, and it I mean I've always known it, but you know, I, I found it and I, I kinda wish Biggie was still alive because I would ask him. You know, how, how does Method Man end up in your album? Not that the what wasn't a, a good song or built for the album, but of all the people, you know, and, and that's interesting the fact that, you know, for as close as he was to Jay Z, Jay Z wasn't on Ready to Die. Well, they wasn't you know, really was that on, close when Ready to Die they right. got close after that. That was right. And, 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 you know, so, but, you know, there was nobody else from the bad boy roster on that. And, but it goes back to, you know, like I said, just being self-contained, and I think you know when you're an artist, I don't know that, and, and, and you and I both, we don't because we don't listen to what's out now. I don't know that any artist right now could go to a record label and say, okay, here's my album, and it's just me on the album. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's gonna be a type of feature. You know, you got to get Timbaland or or uh, Swiss Beats, or you know, I, and, and to me, that's. I mean, I'm, I'm all for getting best producers but i mean how hard is it to succeed when you have the best you know if you've got top five producers on your album you should have a top five album you know i mean that's you know that that goes without saying i mean if you've got kanye if you got swiss if you got you know 
for me, if you got some of the best album, you know, producers in hip hop on your album, then yeah, you should go at least platinum. You know, but um, but that's that's really where music is now, and, and it you know kind of to tie it all in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of that started. Like I said, I'm not gonna point the blame. Come on, on we, Mary Jane. Come on, come to the but dark I, side. Tell me I'm right. That you know, happened. These fallouts from that started a trend. It started actually started trends, plural. Okay. Um, so I think from that is that you know the fallout from that was that a lot of people record labels wanted things to you know they wanted this puffy sound and they wanted people to sound they wanted women to sound like Mary J and, and it just really there was a kind of trickle down effect from that mm-hmm. uh, but it's not her fault right <laughs> uh, for, these, for those of you um, that are listening uh, basically um, Method Man was um, on the well Mary was on the Method Man the All That I Need uh, joint and then um, he got he got cool with Biggie, and then that's how they ended up doing the what, you know, after okay. after that. But see, so I mean, you, you're getting closer to the dark side. You're getting closer to reality, <laughs> where we, we'll admit that I'm, I'm absolutely correct. Uh, and I said earlier that you know she even rapped on 411, which was dope. It's just right. like damn. After that, people just you know now now that's what they're gonna do. But it was crazy when she did it. It was like, damn. And then the remix album, incredible. Um, mm-hmm. It's just after that, the genre, it's just, it's only one genre. It's what's on the radio or it's old school. There's no, there's no, you know, there's no, hey. Like, remember in the 90s where it was 7,000 female R&B groups? It was just, right. I, I did I did a couple of blog posts on them. I mean, I had enough for three different blog posts for female R&B groups of the 90s. Can you mm-hmm. name a female, that. can you name a female R&B group right now? <laughs> wow. Exactly. And, and, and that's the thing. I, I Honestly, I can't. I, I, I can't because you know, I don't know. I, like I said, we, we, we. And she's not slick either. So she threw out 411, you know, stuck the knife in Army. Then she made the uh, 411 remix, turned the knife, you know, and gutted the whole joint. And then, so R&B and Soul was on the, on the death, on the death uh, stone. And then uh, she released an a R&B album and a Soul album. Yeah. <laughs> My life and share my world with both R&B and soul albums, but it was too late. You know, she already, you know, she did it. The damage was done. It's like some stabbing something. And the clothes off and yeah. uh, all of that good stuff. So it's, it's you know, it, and then it's not even about creativity anymore. And, and the best way that I can describe it is, you know, it, have you ever watched a commercial in a 30 second spot and watching the commercial for 30 seconds well, maybe 25 seconds in the com- into the commercial you finally realize what it is that they're selling right you're like oh oh <laughs> they're selling dish detergent okay yeah. like that and and that's what music is because what what they what where it is now i mean they whatever they're talking about has nothing to do with who the artist is or what Mm-mm. they're trying to say or anything like that it's all about something else you know it's about who's producing your album it's about who is you know, featured on your album. 
and it's not about the artist per se. And then at the end of the, you know, at the end of the tale or the end of the album, then you're like, oh, okay, this is about such and such as an artist. Right. You know, so it, it, it's so far removed from what it used to be. So, you know, like I said, again, I'm not going to go as far as saying that the West of One killed it. Right. Eclectic, you're right. <laughs> you're wrong, but I, I will say this much. It, 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 it was a trickle down yeah, well, yeah. I mean, the whole the whole game is is kind of odd because, like is, like like I said, yeah, the '90s groups remember, and it's not even because we're old. Well, you're old, but it's not even because of of that. Because when our parents were listening to music, they was like, yeah, the the, the Temptations, the OJ's, right? Well, when we was coming up, when Bobby Brown and New Edition were making stuff. Even when BBD was making stuff, it was still new OJ's music. So right. <laughs> it was still new Isley Brothers music. So it wasn't like, oh yeah, it's just it's just a natural uh, progression of things. It was like, no, everybody was still shining and still living. Like, you know, it mm-hmm. it didn't matter. But now it's like these other artists are just like, you know, I don't even I don't even want to bother. And then when they do try to make a comeback, we're like, yeah, we remember you, but we're not really. You know, trying to see you like that. Like, I will buy anything that Erica Badu ever makes. Um, mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I saw D'Angelo just made a comeback. He's uh, working on this joint. I'll cop that. I'm but, a, I'll cop that. But you know, the, the the fact of the matter is, he's not, for, for whatever reason, he's not going to outsell Trey songs. You know, well, <laughs> that's you know what just, it is. and that's it, it, sad. It, 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 oh, that, I mean, it's. It, that's what it but that's what it is the thing is i think what you have to have as an artist is that core group of people um that core group that's gonna say okay i'm gonna cop this stuff no matter what and and you know a lot of times we talked about it before my show um the 12th a lot radio, of times blog happened, talk radio <laughs> yeah blog talk radio 12 radio uh every wednesday night 9 p.m eastern standard time <laughs> that's it you tune into that yeah. um I think what happens. I think what happens is, is that you know, we really haven't. They never. Technology really never caught up with what was going on. So you know, it became about record record sales. I mean, Frankie Beverly could drop an album tomorrow. Mm-hmm. He's not worried about record sales because he knows that you know it, the, it the, might go. The Maze fans <clears throat> are going to copy regardless. Yeah, exactly. They're going to copy, and then <clears throat> excuse me. And then he's going to go on tour, and he's going to sell out every venue that he goes to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but and I think I'm not sure if you said it or C Rex said it, it might have been you. Um, you know, hip hop is a is the only genre where they tell you too old to do something. You know, right. I mean if Kane dropped an album tomorrow, I'm gonna I'm gonna get it. But you know, and, and you'll get it. Yeah. But the thing is how many how many other of our contemporaries people that we grew up with are gonna buy Kane? Nah. You know, because you know, they got kids and they got kids in college and high school or whatever like that. They got to buy Nintendos and, you know, Wii's and all kind of stuff like that. So maybe they maybe they may or may not. Or technology is such to where instead of saying, okay, well, instead of dropping, you know, $15 on this cane joint, I'm going to go ahead and hit the bootleg. I can get it off the internet for free. Right. Why worry about, why, why you know, instead of, and, and not put money in Kane's pocket. And then um, wonder why he's so, not making know, any more music. Exactly, exactly. And then when Kane comes to your town, you know, you don't go see him, you know. I, and so that's that, and, and that's part of it too. So, you know, not really catching up with technology and, and, but 
and and you know, man. To be honest, as as hip hop fans as we are, it, it's kind of frustrating because the Rolling Stones could come to. I, I mean, here in Atlanta, the Rolling Stones could come to Atlanta tomorrow and sell out Phillips Arena. They will sell shut out the, the city Stones, down. Shut it down. You know, and, and there will be people, old people, young people going to see them. But if you put together a show with Kane, Public Enemy, Coogee uh, Rap, um, you know, any, <coughs> excuse me, um, with the exception of, you know, it, it, maybe not even throwing in a dude like El Houdini, yeah. you know, if you just put, if you put together the, what, what we grew up on as far as the Fresh Fresh tour, mm-hmm. you put that together. I mean, you you probably would you probably couldn't play a twenty thousand seat venue like Phillips Arena. You probably have to play, you know, something smaller like the House of Blues or something yeah. like that. And even and, even with that, imagine if you said, "All right, uh, uh, next weekend we're gonna have Guy, SWV, Keith Sweat, Bobby Brown, and I'll be sure." They'd be like, they'd be like, okay, well that that sounds like a nice old school show. They're gonna have to do a club though. Right, right. Got a bit smaller venue, you know. They're not doing the, you know, uh, they're not doing the the, the twenty thousand seat, and and that goes back to, you know, really just really supporting good music and 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 supporting these artists because, um, you know, we, we can most of us can't afford this. We can't afford to support, and at this point, we can't afford not to support them because, uh, you need these artists out here. You know, even somebody, and I mean the discussion of Mary J. Blige, we need Mary J. Blige, we need the Mary J. Blige's and the Eric Badu's and the NDRE's and the, you know, to for these kids to understand that this is music. Right. You know, there has to be the bridging of the gap because I don't expect a 16-year-old child to listen to uh, Pleasure Prince. I don't expect them to listen to Millie Jackson. I don't expect them to listen to you know, uh, Anita Baker. Right. Caught up in the I don't expect them to listen to that. But, <clears throat> you know, if you support these type of artists, then they can bridge the gap. Mm-hmm. They can kind of close that gap and say, okay, well, hey, you know, well, Mary J had this lady named Anita Baker sing- singing on this song. I don't know who she is, but let me check her out. That type of thing. That's a, um, that's why that unsung show is pretty good. It's, it's opening some eyes. I love it. It's a I shame that it's on it. that channel because it's not getting a lot of exposure, but it's it's really good to you know get some names out there. Everybody. Oh, definitely, and, and that's the downside because that channel's not available to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, uh, unfortunately, EBT is available to everybody, and they don't have. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm not even gonna start on my. That's for your people. That's that's your people. Yo, all right, all right, hold on. So, so, so even, even, even tying into this, and and you, um, my friend, are on Twitter just as I. We talk every every day. Uh, he's on Twitter at twelve cow one two cow. Um, this these are these are these are things. These are topics that got me personally in trouble on Twitter. But I, for for another perspective, I'm going to ask you a, a few questions here. Now, what's the 411? Is that a hip hop album or an R and B album? Uh, it's it's R and B. It's R and B all day. It's, it's got a hip hop feel to it, but it's R and B. Now, the reason why I ask you that is because of the second question here. 
Miseducation of Lauryn Hill. Is that a hip-hop album or an R&B album? That's a good question, man. And, and you know what? Probably up until a couple of years ago, I would have called it a hip-hop album. But she only spit on... Um, maybe two I songs? I want to say she only... Maybe two... Um, everything is Everything. That's the only song I can remember her rapping on. And then even in Everything is Everything... She's singing the hook. And, you yeah, know she, what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> so, and the, uh, uh, the first I mean, one, the uh, Lost Ones. Kinda, right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Lost Ones, so you're right, too. So other than that, I mean, but I, I think it's a it's, it's, it's an R&B album. I mean, obviously. She's know, a hip-hop artist, but it's an R&B album. And it's an R&B album, and she cleaned out every Grammy for the hip-hop categories and R&B categories, and she won Soul Train and American Music Awards. Right. I mean, she was just—it was just the Lauryn Hill show that year. Um, dope album, dope album. Uh, but it, it's it's R&B, and it just so happened that—and I think that kind of shows the diversity of, of one Miss Lauryn Hill, or at least what we knew as Lauryn Hill. I, I, <laughs> uh, yeah, now, Lauryn Hill, one point oh. <laughs> and she's Loompa now, oh, but um, you know, I, I think, uh, and, and that's even sad too because I love Laura. That's very sad. Um, but but uh, but but yeah, that's that's an R&B album. Okay, it's, it's an R&B album. So Hey Ya by my, one of my favorite artists. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know how I get down. Um, you hate me. You stacks. Yes, yes. I'm pretty sure that we will not have the uh, the outcast uh, show here on the eclectic discussion. Um, now, is the Hey Ya is that a hip hop song, an RB song, or a pop song? That I would say that Hey Ya is a pop song because I, I really couldn't say it's R and B just because he's singing. I mean that you know Dre has a lot of different ranges and I and I think that's one of the I mean I think he's one of the most talented cats in the music industry. Yeah, I'm sure um, he's you got so talented. He's got a regular prince. Because, because you just don't give him any props. So I'm gonna give him his props right here. <laughs> Shout out to the statue, man. Um but yeah that that's pop. That's pop because I think what he was going for in that position and interesting interestingly enough, I know you don't have the double C D the outcast uh, Whoa, I, how dare you imply that I don't I don't have such a, a I mean, I don't have I don't have <laughs> But uh I think you know that was that was one of those songs that I think when and because I think when they went to make the album Dre didn't hear a lot of what Big Boy recorded big and vice versa Big Boy didn't hear a lot of what Dre recorded and they obviously had two separate albums and they put it together. But I think that's one where you swing it for the fence. You know, that's that's the proverbial you know, let me shoot the three-pointer. Let me swing for the fence, try to hit a home run. Because that's, you know, I, I yeah. mean, that song is obviously built for MTV, VH1. That was so uh, that, pulling that's... up for three on the fast break. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. You got four on one, and you just pull up for it. You got the ball in your hand. You got you got two guys on the wing. You got somebody in the paint. You just jack yeah. I mean, I mean, he, he made it. You know, he yeah, it, it went park, in. But... It's this, you know, that that's pop all day. I mean, even and, and once you saw the video, right. you knew what time it was. That, because because people on on our uh, social media platforms are they argue violently, like, hey guys, it's a hip hop song again. Miss Education is a hip hop song. 
but 411 is the R&B album. I'm like, what's the 411 was more hip hop than Miseducation was. If right, you ask me, right. you know, but you classify that as an R&B album. And they're like, you know, I said that, um, I was like, yeah, there's some of the stuff that CeeLo does, that's not hip hop. What do you mean the stuff that CeeLo does is not hip hop? I'm like, what's hip hop about it? So No, it's not. And, and, and I don't knock CeeLo what he's doing because he is, you know, if you remember him from Soul Food and, and, and um, uh, what was the second album? Um, Still Standing. Mm-hmm. You know, that was, I mean, Goody Mob was like, they were the, the up and coming kind of PE type group from the South. Right. Um, you know, but they didn't, you know, them as a group, I mean, obviously CeeLo was more talented than everybody else. He started branching out, doing different things, and you know, he was, that was his thing. So you know, I don't knock him for doing what he's doing with, you know, what he did with Nars Barkley and what he's doing now. But it just happens he, not to be hip hop. Yeah, it's not hip hop. He is a, and, and you know, it's to the point now where I don't even know what you call CeeLo hip hop art. Exactly. No, that's what disrespect is. I mean, I, I've met CeeLo a couple of times. Real cool dude. Real short. Real cool. Um, Speaking of Uber, you know, but, 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 you know, it, it's, uh, but he's not, you know, he's in this realm now. I mean, the dude did a song with Santana. I mean, right. he was on the Supernatural. You know, with, and, and that really propelled his career. When Goody Mob was making money, I mean, he was getting checks from Santana. So, you know, his whole career changed from there. So I don't know, and I don't know that we'll ever see. And as artists, sometimes, you know, as artists, they have to evolve. And and I'm not mad at CeeLo for doing what he's doing. So, no, he's not, no, I don't understand how anyone could argue that what he's doing is hip He's he's a former hip hop artist. Yeah, and people, people, people get mad. And I mean, I don't quite understand. I mean, I do, but I don't. When you call their favorite artists or uh, some of their favorite music pop, and it's like now because you know back in the day, if he's like we, they called Hammer, you know, pop, you know, Q-Tip and them, right? It was because they were trying to portray it as hip hop. So yeah, it's kind of a diss, but pop just means popular music and who these days who doesn't want to have popular music that means you're selling and you're recognizable but people take it as a diss it's like nah it's just pop music we can't classify it as hip-hop it's it's very few hip-hop artists that make pop songs right other than that you're just a pop artist you know as as dope as jay-z is he doesn't have pop songs he just makes songs that a lot of people like like um the 99 problems everybody loves it but it's not mm-hmm. really a, it's not a pop song you no, know it's not pop <laughs> so, but you know you got very few that could do that um and you know i use that as an example because everyone loves jay-z well the old jay-z mm-hmm. jay-z one uh, one <laughs> but yeah even yeah. even he doesn't make pop you know you know but um the thing is, yeah, people argue uh, up and down over Miseducation being a hip hop album and Hey Ya uh, and this shit. Now, I classify. You know what? From, from, yeah. I, I think. Uh, I think. Not to drop, man. I, I think. Man, don't do that shit. It's my, my show. <laughs> especially, you know, we're talking about, um, you know, social media uh, via you know, Twitter or whatever like that. You got to be careful because. Those arguments, I mean, for one, you only got 140 characters, <laughs> so it's kind of hard to argue those points in 140 characters. Right. And then you also have to know who you're talking to, you know, because 
supposed to be the same people that, you know, will say something stupid like, you know, uh, you know, Kobe's better than Jordan. You know, that type yeah, of Yeah, I heard that know? Jordan so, was overrated today on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I saw some discussion about Jordan versus Kobe, and I was just like, man, let me log off. Nah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not even getting into that. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's, uh, you, you really have to know who you're discussing that with us, and then having forms like, you know, my show, 12 Radio, on Wednesday nights, oh, 9 p.m. Standard Time on Plug, Radio. Plug. Uh, yeah. 347 215 Oh shit, the phone number. Um, yeah, yeah, put it in there. Um, or, you know, the podcast and, and just, you know, these type of discussions are where you want to have those kind of discussions, but, you know, really people who are knowledgeable about stuff like that, I mean, you're not going to say, and, and it's okay to see an artist evolve, you know, but you have to understand it and, and, and put them in their proper perspective. Like you mentioned Jay-Z. You know, I mean, and I, I love Jigga, but I mean, he's not, I, I think it's about time for Jigga to sit down. Much. You know, but he's not, he's not the hip-hop artist that he was when Reasonable Doubt dropped. And, and, and rightfully so, because, you know, he's older now. I mean, he's married, he's got a kid, I heard, and, you know, yeah, um, shout, shout out to Blue Ivy. Yeah, shout outs. <laughs> but, um, the notorious uh, B.I.C. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So you know, it's, it's so you, you have to be mindful of who you who you grabbing that those because you know what, you know just like I know those discussions will lead you to pull out every strand of hair you got. I mean, right. You probably have a lot of hair. No, I, I mean, but, yeah. between my toes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, it, it's not. You have to watch. You, you have to discuss because people are crazy and they'll say whatever. So oh, their point. So. In, 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 in that vein, the uh, I guess the biggest um, stars that we have now in the hip-hop forum would be Drake and Nicki Minaj. Um, are they... They're, they're, they're rappers, they're not hip-hop. They're not, I mean, I, I classify them as more as pop stars than anything else. I mean, you know, when you're doing, song, you're doing songs with Katy Perry and... And and oh right. and um with Madonna at the Super Bowl, I mean, right, right, right. You know, so I mean, are you really, you know, they they're not gonna let hip hop touch the Super Bowl. But so now, the 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 biggest thing, the bigger issues is you know since um since since Mary J. Blige did the Hari Kari on uh, R&B and totally ruined everything. And, <laughs> is it possible? Is it possible? In your opinion, can R and B, as we knew it, make a comeback? Can it? Can it happen again? Um, I don't think it can. I mean, much like you know, and we talked about uh, you know, in the same vein, hip hop, as, as we knew it, you know, with guys who just spitting lyrics and and just really having a good time with it. <coughs> Excuse me. I think it one R and B is too commercial. Um, it's too watered down, and I mean, you could take, uh, you could take, you know, the artists that we grew up on. You could take somebody like Marvin Gaye, or somebody, or even our contemporary. You know, like I, I, I have a discuss. I was having a discussion with my father, and I told him, I said, Dad, you know, the, you know, your 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 group growing up was the Temptations. I said, my Temptations is New Edition. Um, mm-hmm. And even even if you look at a group like Ne, you know, I, those guys, they look at their albums, their whole discography, even even the solo tracks, even solo projects. Um, you know, they sing about love and it was about a 
feeling and an emotion. It wasn't about, you know, how many cars you had right. and you know, how much crystal you could pour out on a chick head and, you know. Or somebody, uh, and what's in every R&B song now is somebody creeping or got caught. Right, right, right. So, you know, there's no there's no creativity. And and I think, you know, it, it's, I don't know that R&B can get back to what it was because, you know, back in the day, they spoke from from the heart. You know, and, and, and it was about, as we talked about on, on the hip hop show the other night, it was when you speak from the heart, you're, you're trying to be creative as far as what you want to say. And Marvin Gaye didn't want to sound like Al Green. Al Green didn't want to sound like, you know, Bobby the next Womack. guy. Bobby Womack. Bobby Womack didn't want to sound like the Commodores. Commodores didn't want to sound like Earth, Wind, and Fire. Right. And so forth and so on. And, and I think now it's just so copycat that if, you know, if, if, if I don't know, I'm going to grab a, a, a R&B group. Day 26. I don't, and I don't even know who Day 26 is, I'm going to be honest. Well, he's such uh, a liar. He has everything they ever made. Shout out to Donnie Klein. Or is, it 20, or is it 26 days? I'm not sure. Oh, stop But it. if they came out with a, if they came out with an album and it was, you know, let's say they had a hit song and they were humming on the song. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, that's just, I'm about if to that isolate was, that. That was dope. <laughs> if that was, you know, the, the, uh, if that was a hit, I mean, that would be like 15 other songs, you know, with people humming on the song or humming through the hooks. And and so I, you know, I said, I'd like to say this. It's, I don't think that it will be because it's so copycat and nobody's trying to be original. Everybody's trying to do something to sound like the next person. And it's about money. You know, money is really, we talked about it before as far as being a downfall of at least what I think is part of, part of the downfall of the golden era and the way hip hop is. And same for R&B, you know, because it's about record sales. If you're not selling, and if you're not talking about, you know, what you're wearing, I mean, and I, and I heard Q-Tip say something one day that was, that always stuck with me. He, he said, where music is today, he said, whatever the top clothing labels are, whatever the top uh, wines or liquors are, he said, whatever the top cars are, he said, that's where music is. He said, because that's all the people talk about. Yeah, that's and true. And I was like, wow. Hey. I was like, wow. And and he he said this like three, four, like four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. He and and, right. it, and it still holds true. So you know, I and so I, to answer your question, nah, I don't think it'll ever go back. I think you know, those of us who really appreciate the music, you know, we'll always have our collection of music, and mm-hmm. we'll be able to pull up what's the fourth one and still pop it and and, and still jam to it. Well, that and you know, going back to the copycat thing, the difference is. The level of talent that artists had back in the day and not saying that we don't have talented artists they might not be allowed to express their talents but the copycat thing was a little harder to do like hmm. boys the man came out and harmonized and and vogue came right. out and harmonized people couldn't copycat that you can't recreate vocal talent like that that's why it's like yeah that's right. that's that's what they do you know, it was like, you know, everybody else was like, damn, like Jade and Moke and Steph was like, we're going to have to do something else because we can't really, um, we can't bust out the Jackson 5 song like that or, or do a song right. acapella. Right. So, yeah, and, I mean, it's a, it's a shame. And that's why I wanted to do this show because a lot of people don't realize R&B is just as dead, if not worse, worse off mm-hmm. than, than hip hop. So, 
I, I think I think it's probably worse off because obviously you know R and B's been around a whole lot longer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we, we talked about unsung. You know, think about how many people, younger people, who watch the unsung episodes and they're like, oh, I didn't know, I never heard of her before. And I'm like, okay, we're talking about Sheila E. How, how do you not know who Sheila E. is? Right. You know, I mean, like, how do you not know who Evelyn Champagne King is? But you right. think Beyonce is hot? You know, I mean, if there's no Evelyn Champagne King, then there is no Beyonce. And the, you know, Evelyn, Evelyn Champagne King could sing, and she didn't have to be, you know, in some half skimpy outfit mm-hmm. on stage. And that's no not humping, Beyonce. Humping that's no the floor. That's that's no yeah that's no Beyonce that's no knock on Beyonce Carter I don't I don't I definitely don't want hate me. Yeah, I'll take all the hate mail because I think Beyonce is <laughs> so send it to me and there there will soon be yeah. a, a eclectic discussion podcast show of why Beyonce is is overrated and then you guys can uh, I'll I'll play hate me now at under the the entire show. <laughs> um, but you know this this is good though. Um, this is the, and. That's why I wanted to have you on the show because one, I knew that you love Mary J. Blige. And ladies and gentlemen, I don't dislike her. Now, I dislike dancery and hateration, Mary J. Blige. After, <laughs> yeah, after Share My World, I could care less what the woman makes. But, you know, I wanted to have a man on because I, we're, we're going to well, debate honestly, anyway. I, that might have been, not to cut you off, that, that might have been the last one I... I don't think I bought anything else out to share. Now I, I have, I have one or two more albums after that, but Share My World was the last one that I actually bought. That was the last so, time she was dope. We're not, we're not far off as far yeah. as our feelings, because I mean, I just, I just haven't put any money into it. Yeah. So, um, this is a good time for a break because we we got a lot of things out here. We found out that I was absolutely right. And um, we gotta we got we gotta we gotta take a pause for the calls and uh, come back and and my man is gonna is gonna answer the questions. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna hit the fifth. He's gonna hit the fifth of ripple after this. Must be tell Notorious B.I.G. said it best. Either you're slinging crack rock or you got a wicked jump shot. Nobody wants to work for it anymore. There's no honor in taking that after-school job at Mickey D's. Honor's in the dollar, kid. So with the white boy way of slinging crack rock, I became a stockbroker. We now return to the Transformers. Welcome back to the... Uh... Eclectic Discussion Podcast. I'm me, you're you. I'm kidding. Um, eclectic. And on the show, in the door, right now, the yeah. one two K. Yeah. Twelve Kyle. Twelve Kyle Radio. Twelve Radio Vlog Talk. He's in the building and he's about to hit fest. Ready to answer some questions. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Got a muscatel in my hand and <laughs> swing it. Up. Okay, question one. Share My World by Mary J. Blige or Mary by Mary J. Blige. Better album. Uh, Share My World. Share My World. Um, Share My World, I, I think, I, you know, I don't even think that's close. I mean, Mary was a good CD. It was a good album. Um, but Share My World, I, I think, you know, we 
talked touched on a little bit earlier. Um, I think that was for me. That was one of her stronger things because I think she was in her. We talked, you know, obviously being a Mary fan, I, I know that you know she had her personal fight with her addictions and you know personal relationships and the whole Shout mess out to with KC. Casey. You know, uh, but I think I think that was uh, that was when she kind of put everything together, um, and she. Uh, Not to mention, KC was on Mary. Right, right. So uh, I think I think that's when she started uh, dating the guy that she ended up marrying. So I, I would I would definitely her music was much better. Not to say that Mary was a bad album, but um, nah, I, I'll go with uh, Share My World. Okay, easily. Alright, I'm done with that. Question two. Now you gotta have to take it. What is the best R&B album personally you've ever heard? Wow. Whew. <laughs> um, man. Uh, and and I'm, I'm just going straight off the dome. Yeah, freestyle that shit, son. Off the dome, I would say. Lumi D's first joint. <laughs> nah, not Lumi D. Uh, I, I would, I would say, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with. Uh, BNGB solo joint. <laughs> not, not the BNGB joint. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with, and not, uh, um, not John B. Either. I'm gonna go with. I'm going to go with Keith Sweat's first album. Now you're album. talking. Now you're talking about stuff. Welcome, album, welcome to the cool kids' table. Uh, um, my life. Um, uh, any heartbreak. Um, Don't forget Guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy's first album. Uh, Purple Rain. Thriller. Uh, thriller, thriller and Purple Rain. They're more pop. We're gonna take Keith Sweat as your as your official answer. Uh, make it last forever. <laughs> uh, okay, finest woman, the sexiest, baddest woman in music today or ever that comes to mind, just sexy. Um. And music today. Now you got India Rio. Uh, yeah, she's available. You got the girls from Danity uh, Kane. They're out there. We got we got Queen Latifah. We got the Queen. We got shouts to Dana Owens. Uh, yeah. Can't forget the Queen. Um, I'm a. You got A Marie, which she she has dropped in a minute, but um, yeah, um, I, I'm gonna say, God, and I. I in music today, I, I'd probably say uh, Beyonce Carter. Oh my god, I can't believe you went chalk. You cannot go chalk on that one. I, I gotta go Beyonce Carter. I can't think of it. I mean, you know, I, there's finer women, but I mean, we're talking about just R&B artists. Yeah, I gotta go Beyonce Carter. Oh my god, what is, how dreadful. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. Um, now, female artists or artists that's plural that you wish would make a comeback who you want to see back Lauren Hill Lauren Hill I, I want I want I want, L I, I want I don't want the miseducation of Lauren Hill I don't want 
that Lauren Hill unplugged sitting on the damn stool with a guitar, <laughs> a rag. I don't want her. I, I, in fact, I don't even know who she is. I don't want her. She is, you know, she is, uh, you know, Cherry Hill for all I know. <laughs> I want Boulder Hill. Shout out to Matt. <laughs> right. <laughs> I want L Boogie. I want vocab. You know, I want that man. I don't. I don't even want the. I don't even want Lauren Hill from the score. I oh, want the. Uh, I want the original Lauren Hill. That's all. All right. Hands down. I Marvel. Okay, I could dig that. All right. Last question. The fifth question. All right. Now put your thinking cap on here. You know, we got, right, we're gonna right. take you to a place. All right. Now you're single, right? Because we know you're your devoted husband and father, but we're, we're gonna we're gonna forget all that. You're single when you're on the uh, eclectic discussion podcast. So, and I wasn't always married, man. I wasn't always married. Just remember that. Yeah. I'm player in them streets. All right, so you're single. <laughs> oh shit! Get familiar. All right, you meet you meet a fine woman. You meet she's mm-hmm. the baddest chick you can think of. You about to smash. You about to smash. You going down? You going down there? Pull off the underwear down, and there's like two honey nut Cheerios <laughs> stuck to her inner thigh. What do you do? Real, real honey nut Cheerios. <laughs> real ass honey nut Cheerios. They stuck to her thigh. I mean, actually, this kind of happened. This happened. Oh, let me make sure. Let me make sure. Let me make sure. Okay. Um. <laughs> uh. Real honey nut Cheerios. Yeah, I mean, just, they just, like they've been I mean, there since I'm, I'm breakfast. A, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a dude, man. I'm gonna do what a dude does, man. I'm, I'm gonna take them as honey nut Cheerios and pluck them off her thighs, man, and, and go to work, man. I'm not, I'm not gonna, um, I, I, I give shit less about two honey nut Cheerios on a thigh. I mean, you know, who cares? And then you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, that's what washcloths are for. That's what you know. That's what that's what you wash for. Oh, shout out to Buddy uh, Jail. There you go. All right. (laughs) I can appreciate that answer. And I salute you, sir. Yes, sir. (laughs) So that's the fifth. Um, I I really like to thank you for um, hitting up the show. It was good times. Um, Everyone, he's going to be a frequent guest on the show as long as as he's willing. Because we could talk about just about anything and everything for days. Um, but at this time, I'd like to give you the floor. Anything you want to plug and your shout-outs you want to do, by all means, the, the, the mic is yours. Uh, first and foremost, I want to shout-out my mama, my daddy now. You know. <laughs> you get to wrap it up, music. <laughs> shout-out shout out to my wife and kid. Um, uh, just, you know, check me out, man. I, I, I'm, I'm around. I'm, I'm, I'm on the social media scene. Uh, obviously, hit me up on Twitter at 12Kyle, the number one, two, K-Y-L-E. Um, you know, thanks to Eclectic. I just got on this Skype thing, so you can hit me up um, on Skype, uh, 12Kyle at T-W-E-L-V-E-K-Y-L-E. Yeah. Um, and you can uh, follow my show. Check out my show. Uh, it's called 12 Radio every Wednesday night. Uh on uh, Blog Talk Radio at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Go to www.blogtalkradio.com backslash 12Kyle. Uh, check out the show this week um, on um, this Wednesday night. Uh, we will be talking. I'll, I'll, my, my co-host is going to be Sweet Stiletto. 
uh, and we will be talking about the differences between women and men. So it's going to be a, a in-depth discussion, very funny, very entertaining um, uh, a programming note as far as how we're doing this. Uh, for the first time, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to, I'm going to write 10 questions or 10 things that I think about women. Sweet Stiletto's going to write 10 things that she thinks about men. And we're just going to go back and forth. It's going to kind of be like the women are from Venus, the men are from Mars type thing. Like uh, so Blog Talk Radio, every every Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time from 9 to 11. Um, and uh, I do that every Wednesday. So uh, we do different topics this week. Uh, we cover hip-hop. Usually, you know, I bring in Eclectic, C-Rex, Sean uh, Jamal. Last week we had a big game on. Um, so, you know, I- I'm around. So definitely check me out. Uh, as always, appreciate you for having me on here. I definitely want to come back on here and, uh, and chop it up because... Uh, that's what I do. That's what I do. That is what's up. So, um, again, appreciate it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you're, you're, you're witnessing something big here. We're going to um, we're gonna hit all kind of hip-hop and old school stuff as the uh, show's going on, if you, if you stay listening. So, we're going to hit one more break, and then I'll be back to wrap up, and, um, and then we'll get out of here. Okay, we about ready to wrap up this joint. Um, so, what I'm gonna do at just about every show is do a top five. It's always a random top five because why the hell not? Um, since in the uh, opening vignette I said I could do it, so I will. The top five now and later flavors of all time. You know, now this is back when now and later's were the original sizes. You know, now they like they made them smaller. If you didn't grow up eating the, the now and later, you don't you don't peep that. But um, and they were ten cent a pack. You go down to the store with a dollar and you good. But um, this top five now and later flavors all time. Number five, bubble gum. I remember they came out with the bubble gum, and it was ridiculous. People, the thing was. Back in the day, when they released new now later flavors, it was like the new Jordans came out. You know, we was just outside the store like, yo, you see the new pack? But anyway, all right. Um, five, bubblegum. Four, strawberry. Classic, classic flavor. Three, tropical punch, which is also the second, or, you know, it might be the best uh, Kool-Aid flavor. Two, mystery mix. When Mystery Mix came out, people went ape shit because it was it was an hour later, but it was split in half. So one side of it was green and the other side was purple. And you no one knew what flavor it was. 
mystery mix. But nobody knew what flavor it was. It was just good. Like at first I didn't even like it, but I had to eat it because it was new. And then eventually it was like the greatest of all time. And number one, as you probably heard in the uh, show opening, Rainbow. Rainbow was just like Mystery Mix. It was it was red on one side and yellow like on the other half. And I'm still not sure what it was. It could have been like banana and strawberry or cherry and who knows. But it was delicious. Like you could eat like a box of Rainbow now. <laughs> so that's the five. That's the five um, best now later flavors. If you if you got problems with my list, you know, fuck off. I'm kidding. Um, leave me a comment. You know, tell me what you like. Uh, but that's it for the show. I know it's been extra enlightening. Uh, so what have we learned today? Uh, Mary killed R&B. Uh, then I'm always right. And yelling over beats like Puff is fun. So uh, check the website for more uh, info and background references and the mess that I brought up in the show that may not make any sense to you. Um, if you manage to download the Eclectic Enhanced podcast, then you've already seen the images and links and stuff on your, on your listening device, probably an iDevice, because, you know, who listens on Android? Okay, if you listen to Android, it's fine. Uh, in the meantime, in between time, uh, watch the shows that I'm watching. Alcatraz, The Firm, Archer. You got to watch Archer, especially for Pam. Um, the Game, Jersey Shore, <laughs> Housewives of Atlanta. Oh, and Young and the Restless. But don't judge me. We could talk about them sometime on the show. Um, I don't know how many of these I'm doing, but as long as somebody's listening, you know I got topics. So I'm going to get back to my um, my player mode in 2K12. And Soul Calibur 5 just came out. So... You know, the next show, it'll be here before you know it. Appreciation. <laughs>